Now hear the Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to St. Mark. And the scribes who came down from Jerusalem were saying, He is possessed by Beelzebul, and by the prince of demons he cast out the demons. And Jesus called them to him and said to them in parables, How can Satan cast out Satan? If a, kin if a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. And if a house is divided against itself, that house will not be able to stand. And if Satan has risen up against himself and is divided, he cannot stand but is coming to an end. But no one can enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first binds the strong man. Then indeed he may plunder his house. Truly, I say to you, all sins will be forgiven the children of man, and whoever blasphemes and whatever blasphemies they utter. But whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit never has forgiveness, but is guilty of an eternal sin. For they were saying, He has an unclean spirit. And his mothers and his brothers came, and standing outside they sent to him and called him. And a crowd was sitting around him, and they said to him, Your mother and your brothers are outside seeking you. And Jesus answered him, who are my mother and my brothers? And looking about at those who sat around him, he said, Here are my brother and my mother, for whoever does the will of God, he is my brother and sister and mother. The Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Praise to of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be always acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. You know, over the, the last 15 or 16 months, we've been traveling about once a month up to my parents and driving along I-35. And if you've driven I-35, you know how unpredictable it is. So even though it's a path we've driven often, we often turn on the, the GPS, the, the little voice that tells us how to get around traffic. And she'll say, exit here. And we look at each other and say, why are we exiting here? Did she really say exit here? Should we trust her? And so knowing that it was woman who was deceived in the garden, I said, perhaps we'll trust it more if we put the man's voice on the GPS. <laughs> so we turned the man's voice on, and all it said was, hey, just keep driving around. You'll see something familiar soon. <laughs> You know, oftentimes our spiritual journey is like that. We'll open the word of God and we'll read and we'll say, does it really mean that? Should I trust that? Or perhaps we just page through looking for something familiar, something that will soothe us and not challenge us. But our spiritual journey is different from that. Much like with the GPS, we need to know who we are and who God is where we are and where God is leading us to. We prayed earlier in our collect that the world may be peaceably ordered by God's providence. So what does it look like when that is answered as it is revealed to us who we are and who God is, where we are and where God is leading us? With this journey in mind, Let's begin looking at our readings first in Genesis. Genesis 
man and woman are created in the image and likeness of God. They're placed in the garden, and God commands them, eat of everything you see, but not of this tree in the center of the garden, lest you die. And then the deceiver comes. Did God really say, you shall not surely die? If you do this, you will be like God, made in the image and likeness of God. And yet the deceiver says, if you do this, you will be like God. It's the same tired lies that the deceiver still uses and still work on us today. Did God really say that he loves you? Did God really say that his grace is sufficient? Did God really say that you are enough? You know, there's a half a trillion, half a trillion dollar industry worldwide to convince us that we are not enough. To convince us that if we buy this product, we might be good enough, we might be lovable, we might be sufficient. Yet God has said, you are the same tired deception. And to stand against this deception, we must know who we truly are. In Christ Jesus, we are indeed the beloved children of God, gathered together as the body of Christ in order to be the image and likeness of God to the world. We are the beloved children, gathered as the body of Christ, to be the image and likeness of God. There's no if you do this, there's no if, there's no condition to that. That is who we are. And in order to stand firm in this truth, we must also consider who God is. If we are beloved children, we have a loving father. In the psalm, we hear that this loving father, this God, is indeed merciful. That he brings redemption that he is trustworthy even when we feel hopeless. The psalmist cries out, my soul waits for the Lord. In his word is my trust. Even more than the watchman waits for the morning, my soul waits for the Lord. We begin to hear the eternal way of God that it might be a little bit uncomfortable for our temporal existence. The eternal God does not conform himself to our temporal existence. He does promise to bring our temporal existence into his eternal life. We hear this reinforced in Paul's letter to the church at Corinth. As Paul declares that our momentary temporal affliction that the momentary discomforts of this world serve to prepare us for the eternal weight of glory. What a beautiful phrase. The eternal weight of glory. Paul encourages us not to look at our transient circumstances, but to see through God's eyes what is truly eternal, what is truly important, what is truly meaningful then we come to our, our gospel. Jesus comes on the scene, manifesting the power and glory of the kingdom of God, casting out demons, curing the sick, declaring the redemption of Israel, declaring the kingdom of God over all the kingdoms of the earth. 
the people who thought they were looking for the Messiah could not recognize him. They thought he was crazy. And Jesus challenged the temporal lies of the day with eternal truth. Jesus challenged the lie that Caesar brings peace by saying, I bring peace. Jesus challenged the lie that Caesar brings provision. I am the bread of life. Jesus challenges the temporal identity of the kingdom of Israel. Those who were called themselves the chosen ones, the people of God. And he says, I offer you an eternal heritage. No longer am I defined by my temporal mother and father, brothers and sisters. But instead, in me, you are defined as my brother, my sister, my mother and my father. Because you walk in the will of God. Those who know who they are as beloved children of God and know who God is, merciful, trustworthy, loving, redeeming, recognize God in their midst. And they recognize as his kingdom is being manifest among them. And they orient themselves not to the temporal whims of the time, but to the eternal kingdom, glory, and will of God. These are the ones who recognize the peacefully ordered providence of God. These are the ones who form the church as it joyfully serves in quiet confidence and godly peace. May we ever be numbered among them. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Son.